Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for tuning in as we talk about business growth and marketing. I'm Jesse and I'm Sticker Giant's marketing director. And today we have a special episode of the show where we sit down with the entire marketing team to talk about our five-step proven process for how we run the marketing efforts at Sticker Giant. Now, this podcast is specially designed because we uh, work with small businesses and we are excited to, to share our process with you, um, business owners out there, other marketers, uh, people interested in business. We want to open up a dialogue with you. So please feel free to reach out to us, comment back on this podcast. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Sticker Giant. We'd love to open up a conversation and, and talk with more people out there about how they're doing marketing and even using stickers and labels as part of their marketing experience. So without further ado, though, I want to introduce everyone to our entire team here, starting um, with Megan. Hi, everyone. My name is Megan, and I'm the SEO analyst here at Sticker Giant, which means I focus a lot on the organic search rankings and the health of our website, as well as the content on the website. I also do a lot with the email marketing. So if you've ever gotten an email from us, may have seen one from me at some point in time. My name's Hamish and I'm the pay-per-click analyst. I focus on paid search using Google AdWords, Bing, and Yahoo Gemini. And then I also set up all of our paid social media advertising across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Snapchat. And I'm Andrew. And right now I'm actually turning the dials on the soundboard as we produce this podcast. But otherwise, I'm our content creator. So I'm running around the factory, taking those videos, snapping those photos, writing some blogs up, interacting with you on direct messages sometimes on Instagram, Twitter, you name it. So get to tell all the great stories that come through our factory and work with this amazing team to put together cool content like our podcasts, our videos, and all the uh, stuff that we're still dreaming up. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. And really quick before we dive into our five-step process, um, the key word here is process, which is part of um, something we have rolled out as a company called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, is it's also known as, and it's defined in the book Traction by Gino Wickman. So it's something over the last two years we've been implementing as part of the way we manage our company at Sticker Giant and defining the processes um, of our business is is key to that. It's one of the, the six uh, key components of traction. So uh, the marketing core processes, five steps. Let me quickly run through them so you all know what they are. Number one is drive website traffic. Number two, guide customers through sales funnel. Number three, lead generation. Number four, retargeting. And number five, engagement. So that's the bullet point five-step process that we have at Sticker Giant in marketing. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about each one of those steps. So we will start right away with driving website traffic. And how we do this is through, we define it as a few different areas. Um, Our paid search, organic search, through direct links on the web, social media, our emails, events, and referrals. So to kind of kick off this conversation, I want to chat with Andrew, who's our content creator. A lot of this is at uh, the awareness portion of our our funnel overall, if you will. 
and driving our brand and the importance of our brand, we really like to convey that through our social media content. Our tagline is every sticker has a story. So our mission is to tell people stories. That's that's beyond the, the nitty gritty of printing custom stickers and labels. Our defined mission as a company is telling people stories. So Andrew, just tell us a little bit about the process, channels, things you post, videos you post. Um, give us a little insight into what you do and how we kind of drive our, our audience and traffic to the website from social media. Well, there's two sort of really important things, and that's consistency, right? And then authenticity for the way we tell our stories. And we're very fortunate to have so much content coming through our shop every day. So I never have a chance to get bored of what we see in the factory. And that's really cool. That's inspiring. Um, and from there, just sourcing and curating that content takes a little bit of working with the team, though, right? We're a marketing team. We're trying to figure out what industries to target. We're thinking about geographies to target, too. So there's some high-level operational thinking, but then there's, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to get up a blog post. Um, two times a day on Instagram and Facebook, we're going to put some sort of imagery or a link or a call to action or some educational thing. Or it might just be a fun, cool, slow-mo video of a laser right? Those are the things that we get to sort of highlight and have fun with. So again, it's stories from a very granular level, one specific sticker, and then finding that customer, touching them, and getting in front of them on Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Medium, Facebook, Google+, Google My Business, uh, and Snapchat, and Instagram, right? So those are all of our platforms, and it takes all four people here to keep all those gears clicking, um, and, and making sure we're making good decisions with what we decide to, uh, to promote and then elevate with boosts. And that, of course, I get to hand over to sort of Hamish, I guess, at that point when we talk about PPC and advertising and, and monetizing that content. So we have sort of a split responsibility between he and I in the sense that um, he will then boost those posts. He also boosts posts that Megan puts up when she shares direct links to the website for FAQ. So that educational stuff, it, it all works in tandem. And then, of course, Jesse, yourself, you're planning our videos and getting those out there. So those are the things that I coordinate. But then again, it's very much a team. And, and you touched on something that's important, Andrew, which all these things we listed tie in together. So there's a kind of a relationship. I listed them out just kind of as uh, points of, of ways we drive website traffic, but they do all tie together. The other thing to just encourage business owners when you're listening to us talk about this and thinking about it is don't be afraid to try things. We we love to jump on so, new social media channels, Snapchat, you know, Instagram stories, when all that stuff kicks up. We're not afraid to jump on there and try it and see if it works. And if you measure it um, and, and track what you're doing, you'll see if it works or not for your business. And over time, we've, we've found we can drive a lot of website traffic through a lot of different channels. Um, Andrew did reference the paid aspect of this. And um, as we all know, that the organic slowly kind of gone away. There's still a lot of personality and uh, audience you can reach there. But Hamish, tell us about some of the ways we're driving the paid social traffic. Sure. I think um, to just reiterate Andrew's point, you know, when we post um, about our customers, you know, they're the ones creating these great stickers. Those Facebook and Instagram posts, the primary audience is of one person, and that is of the customer. It's about, you know, engaging with the customer, especially when you're dealing with small businesses, that's giving them a shout out on our social channel. So that's a way that the customers really appreciate what we do there. And then to lead on with Jesse's point about the 
paid aspect of that is kind of how we amplify that post and then use it to kind of reach more people. So typically what we'll do on Facebook is we'll look up the specific customer we're talking about and then we'll probably target the boost in their local area. The idea there being you're trying to capture people that have been exposed to that company before. You know, people are more likely to engage if they see a sticker from a brand they know, especially a, a local brand. You know, when you're dealing with small businesses, it's nice to support small businesses. Um, so that's one of the strategies we use. And then we're also obviously targeting by interest as well. Um, so if we're dealing with, you know, breweries, we're trying to kind of target people who are into craft beer or potentially other brewers who might need custom stickers. Um, as one example, but we, we'll do that for all the different industries we target. Um, you know, breweries is that one to spring to mind because we do a lot of beer stickers. But I think there's, um, yeah, there's tons of things we can do, whether it's the outdoor industry or, or things like that. So it's making it relevant geographically, but then also making it relevant using the interests um, and the demographic targeting that social media allows you to do. Um, and yeah, just to kind of reiterate, it is that pay to play world we probably get five times as much reach when we put twenty dollars behind a facebook post than you will when you're just um, sharing that out organically and unfortunately that's it's something that's just happened with social media it's how it works now um but yeah making sure that you target people on the correct interests and demographics makes that twenty dollars go as far as it can possibly go yeah so I think we've we've kind of covered the basis with social there. And again, that's just part of it. This is just bringing people to your website from social media. But Hamish are arguably our biggest source of driving new customers, returning customers is paid search. Everyone's going online searching for what they need. So talk a little bit about how we're bringing in the traffic around stickers and labels to our website. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the number one platform is obviously Google. It's the, the biggest search engine. Um, the other one is obviously Bing and then uh, Yahoo Gemini, which is slightly different. It's less of a search engine. Um, they're transitioning more to native ads, uh, but nevertheless, it's all based on keywords. So the keywords that you use in Google AdWords and Bing can also transfer over to Yahoo. Um, as I said, Google is the, the main one we use. It's a, it's a great testing ground because you have such huge amounts of search traffic and what people are looking for. And what we try and do is focus in on those core keywords that we know work for our business. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make when they first start experimenting with things like AdWords. They'll use broad match terms and just kind of put some stuff out there. And what that means is you can get a lot of... Um, traffic, but not necessarily from people that are searching things that are strictly relevant to your business. So what we constantly try and do is actually don't optimize for the keyword, optimize for the search query. So use that search query report within AdWords or Bing and look at what people are actually typing into the search bars and then extract the um, most relevant terms from that and make those into exact match keywords. Um, anyone who's been in AdWords will be familiar with ad groups. So we use a single keyword in every single ad group because that allows me to hone in on a term like custom stickers, uh, which is obviously incredibly popular, incredibly relevant to what we do. So I know every time somebody types custom stickers into Google, we're showing up and we're getting in front of those people um, and we're doing it you know, for the right price and you know, we can control how much we pay per device, um, what time of day we show those ads as well. 
Um, so that would be my real take-homes for anybody doing paid search, is try and be as accurate as possible. Chances are you'll be working with a limited budget whenever you're working on AdWords. Nobody's budget's infinite. Um, so you want to make sure that the little budget you have, just focus on the stuff that works. Um, if once you've reached a point where you know, you've know you honed in on those exact keywords and you're looking for more, then you can start to experiment with, with those um, less common words, like the sort of, uh, we always talk about going after the low-hanging fruit, but once you've kind of done that and you're focusing on the more obscure stuff. Um, but yeah, really, if you're just starting out as a, as a small business, find your niche and be very specific about what you're asking for. And, and chances are there will be a huge amount of traffic even for something really, really specific. That's great advice, Hamish. And the other thing to follow up is just make sure you're tracking and measuring all of these efforts because that will tell you and guide you if you're going in the right direction. And uh, speaking of search, <clears throat> paid, of course, is essential in the world we live in to, to do in practice because that's where you get competitive with your um, market and finding people out there. But of course, getting people to your website takes a lot more than that. Um, there's a huge organic component that for some business owners out there, that's all of what you're driving in. And it's the ideal business because you're not paying for it. So uh, Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit of the, the key points and what goes into driving our organic uh, search traffic to the site. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of the key points, it comes down to the health of the website and making sure it's something that is easy to use and highly informative, particularly around your product sets and what we're working on. So we're always talking about custom stickers and the different types of stickers that we have because the more we do that and the cons more consistent we are with that, the more likely we are to essentially build trust with Google. And it's those websites that have trust in the search engines and have trust with the users that are using the search engines that ultimately see their rankings move up in the organic search results. So it comes down to a lot of the navigation and the health of the links and the informative nature and usefulness of the content on the website as well as different things off the website such as online listings that are everywhere and something that Google sees no matter where they're at and can be very particular into the nitty-gritty nature of how different they are seen from one listing to another um, such as abbreviations and then always fine-tuning it never stopping to see what works and what didn't work and there's always more content that can be produced to help your customers along the road and a lot of the places that we pull new content ideas for our website, especially our FAQ pages that we like to share out and get in front of our customers and new people. We pull from customers we hear from or questions our customers ask us to our customer service team. We'll ask them what common questions they're getting and if they have questions out there that aren't getting answered, that's an area where we can write a new page and help answer that question and slowly start showing even more authority around the topic to the search engines and slowly start building up those rankings as well in turn. Yeah, there's a lot of education when it comes to building a website. And another thing to, to keep in mind, and Andrew touched on this when he talked about social media, but authenticity. Be authentic with what you're selling and, and educate your customers, and, and that's going to build the most trust with Google and all those search engine ranking um, 
platforms that are out there crawling your site, um, the more you, you just be honest and straight up about what you're doing and what you offer, the more you will be found online. Um, the few other things that, that I mentioned were um, events is a big part of what we do. Uh, Megan helps a lot with this, but um, to put, put it plainly, we, we sponsor events all over the country, a few, a few different ones over the world. And um, we provide stickers. So we do a lot of in-kind sticker sponsorships. It gets our brand out there. It engages us in different communities. We really like community-driven events um, that have a lot of volunteers that are really passionate about um, whether it's a technology event or a charity they're putting on. We love to, to do what we can in providing stickers. And in, in some cases for charities, we provide uh, donations as well. So that's a big way we get our name out there. Uh, the final thing is referrals. Uh, it's kind of a given, word of mouth. A lot of people love to, to talk about that and that's how they, that's a lot of marketing strategies out there when you talk to some small business owners is, um, you know, you just create a great experience that people want to talk about. And, and so that's what we try to do. We focus on the website, the user experience, make it great make you happy with the product we're selling so you want to come back and tell your friends about us. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into the engagement uh, section. So I want to dive into the second thing, which is guide customers through the sales funnel. And I'll bounce a little bit off Megan here, but a few of the key things, or really the key things we do is educate, um, build trust, and we sell. Um, those are the things every website should do. It's pretty simple. Um, the way we make this a smooth, great experience is by focusing on conversion tuning. Uh, so we do a lot of A-B testing and looking at how we can change designs, change the way we present information. Um, we're continuously doing development and improvement around the processes of the website, how it's built, how it functions, looking at heat maps, how are users looking at this page, how are these pages set up for paid search campaigns that come in, focus on personalized messaging, and really just setting uh, ourselves apart from our competition. What are the values that differentiate us in the market? So we make sure those are very prevalent on the website. Megan, I want to kick to you just kind of some discussion around how you build out content on the site, uh, the reasons for that, and then Hamish, we'll get you involved just talking about some of the, the landing pages for paid search as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, primary goal with all of the content on the website is to be as informative as possible so that that way if someone has a question, chances are they're going to go to the search results. They're going to go to Google and ask Google their question. And ideally, we want our content to have that answer so that if there is someone asking a question, we can be a source of information for them. And that helps guide people through the whole sales funnel because we're starting to answer the question. Most customers, most shoppers, as we all know, have more than one question. So if you are able to, from a good resource, get a lot of your questions answered, it starts helping us build trust and leading people toward that decision of we like they like us or we are helping them with information and helping them answer questions. And we're always adding new 
um, pages and we're also trying to answer new questions all the time. We're also updating some of those pages to continue tweaking them, seeing what works, uh, add videos, add new imagery to the pages, get new examples out there, and as well as just new points of inspiration for letting people know all the different things you can do with stickers and labels. Yeah, And I, I think a key point to kind of <clears throat> some of the things you're talking about there is Continuous improvement, it's a big theme of ours at Sticker Giant. If you build a website and you just leave it, it's not going to do you, do you a lot of good for very long. Mm-hmm. If you aren't looking at your website, figuring out how users are engaging with it and interacting and their feedback, you're going to lose out on a lot of business. And we are not here talking today about our website or our processes, and we are perfect. A big part of our process is the improvements and the the looking at things and launching new features on the site, reevaluating, changing. We're constantly looking at things. And um, one of the ways we do that is, you know, when you draw people in from paid search, you can drop them on your homepage. That's not always effective depending what search term they're looking at. So, Hamish, why don't you talk just a little bit about the ways uh, we've been building out pages to kind of help what your efforts are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In terms of um, pay-per-click and keywords, that's kind of only the first part of the process. The actual, you know, conversions and sales um, happen on your website, obviously. So getting people to the most relevant page possible as soon as they click on an ad is obviously going to enhance that user experience and hopefully get them, um, you know, through the sales funnel into your, your shopping cart. So, Um, First and foremost is definitely um, test those landing pages. You can run the exact same ad with two different landing pages as a way to, uh, you know, experiment, see which one works best. Um, Especially for us, you know, we try and be very product specific where we can. So if somebody is looking for a term like die cut stickers, you know, we have that individual product page built out. So the search term they're typing in exactly matches the landing page, exactly matches the product they're looking for. You know, that's our ideal customer potentially is somebody who knows what they're looking for. But um, on the flip side of that, you might have somebody who, who's searching with more generic search terms like custom stickers or custom product labels, and they don't know whether they want a matte or a glossy or a kiss cut or a die cut. So we'll often build out um, more generic pages which can display multiple products on them. So you give the person the opportunity to land on the page and then you know do some of their research, read up on the different products and kind of educate themselves. Um, kind of ties back into that guiding through the sales funnel and trying to be in informative and useful with your website content of, you know, teach people about your products so that they can make the right decision. Absolutely, Hamish. And really the the goal of getting people through the sales funnel is is getting them to that end uh, objective, whatever you're doing. For us, it's that buy now or quote request button online. And the key uh, thing there is lead generation, which is our third step. So you guide people through the sales funnel and then you still need to generate the lead or close that sale. So in doing that, we've kind of already touched on a lot of the themes around this, but the A-B testing is huge. Um, I referenced the buy now and quote request button. We actually changed that copy just a few months ago um, because we used to have a submit now, pay later, or pay now option for the buttons. And we ran uh, a A-B test, it was actually four variations of different button copy, 
and we saw a huge 40% increase in conversions just by changing the copy on the button. So there's huge lift to be had and huge top-line revenue gain to be had in a business just by looking at the simplest thing as a button placement, a color, the way the banner looks, all these things um, can, can turn into a lead generation. So tracking that, watching what customers are doing, listening to the feedback, and making sure that it ends and you get that track through is a big part of that. Do any of you have anything to add around lead generation or kind of that end goal of the the website. I was just going to say, you know, optimize for your objectives. If you aren't an online retailer and you're, you know, looking for somebody to call you or you want them to email support so that they can get in contact with one of your customer service team or something like that, optimize for that. Um, the amount of times you might go on a website and um, they're, they're really asking you to like put in a quote for a custom product, for example, but their sort of email is not very obvious or their contact us is kind of hard to find. Like it, Sounds really simple, but it's probably one of the most obvious things you could do of just make sure that you're leading people to the call to action that you want them to take. That's a great point. And actually, you you made me think of something. Our website, we design it to make it easy and a good experience for people to walk through our cart and to check out if that's what you'd prefer. We also have a phone number. We have our email. We also have a live chat uh, button available. So if people want to talk directly with our customer success team, we want you to be able to do that. We're not forcing you to use a website. If you want to pick up the phone and talk to us, we can chat with you and provide that education and in, in that um, sales experience that way. So leaving that door open in our case for a few different avenues um, to, to get your order in is important for what we do because we realize a lot of people prefer different different ways of communication and different ways of getting an order placed. So. I'd also have to add in, think about your primary customer and what would they like to see most. Oftentimes when it comes to designing the flow of the website or the content and all of that, all of the pieces that go into that strategy, you get really immersed in it and it's easy to think about it only in what you would want to see. As Jesse mentioned, we have a lot of different ways for our customers to reach us because we understand that while we're an e-commerce company and many of us that work here, myself included, might only want to go through the cart process on the cart or on the website and never talk to a person not every customer is going to be like that. So we've made sure to think about all the different types of customers and users that could come to our website and have the opportunities for someone that wants to pick up the phone to talk to our customer success associates to do that or to do it through live chat and get the answers that they want in the process that fits their style as well. It's funny. We've talked this whole time about this and it's all digital, right? So that's something we've talked about, you know, internally. And I don't know any whoever's listening as far as the way this applies to your business, but we've we've talked a lot about digital advertising. And um, but that's not to say we don't actually do print. We print our own stickers as part of our own marketing and advertising. And you know, Jesse could speak to this more, but you know, in another whole other podcast probably. But we we have a very sophisticated, very cool, complex. Uh, engine with lots of little parts that everyone participates in. Um, and then we then 
put ourselves out in the world with our own cool stickers that we give out for free and, and stuff like that, right? And that's the, the sort of final piece of the puzzle. That's the engagement section, right? Um, we do have five total total bullets, uh, and retargeting is that one that is really important to us, but we're able to touch people, and then they come back, and they're brand ambassadors, and then they're doing some of the work for us, too, in a fun way when we can get feedback from them, too, when they're saying how much they love it or or they'll be back for another order. Um, we're able to really have a, a fully closed loop with them from the website to the ads, et cetera. People like commenting on our ads. <laughs> yeah. <And> you, <laughs> it's so fun. Andrew, you bring up a good point, too, because over the years we, we've done print ads and we still may engage in that in the future. And um, there's, of course, public relations is a big side of marketing that we engage with, but there's no uh, – proven process for PR, if you will. Uh, you have a good story. We cr- we've we created some pretty fun stories within our business from the way John Fisher, our owner, founded the company um, with a political bumper sticker campaign to creating National Sticker Day and saw the largest sticker ball, which became a Guinness World Record and all the press we uh, got out of that, which has been really fun. But we, we don't necessarily define that stuff as a proven process for our business because you can't you can't always put a guarantee on a, on a does not yeah <laughs> on a wacky idea or the concept of uh, uh, viral viral social media is a topic people get into and there's there's really no such thing I mean not not for business and it's not a process you can count on um, but to kind of stay on track you jumped ahead a little on the engagement I think it is important to note that the the processes can kind of happen in a given customer journey at any point uh, someone could jump in in the retargeting section by chance or the engagement and then start an order. So the, the one, two, three, four, five on our core processes here is not a journey that someone takes. This is really the things that we do and identify that um, drive traffic and business um, for us here at Sticker Giant. So let's get into the fourth one uh, quickly, which is retargeting. Now, this one's important because we've talked about guiding through the sales funnel, lead generation, how we get customers, how we get them to our website. But it's important to note, it takes several interactions with your brand for a customer to actually get a sale. So getting them to your site, seven is the magic number um, that is stated out there. But for each business, it could be different. Um, But uh, in doing that, you have to re-engage with people, retarget them because them seeing your cool video once on YouTube or wherever Google places a display ad or video might not be enough. So Hamish, talk us through a little bit of, um, A, why don't you define our funnel a little bit and how we present ads out in the world, and then just talk a little bit about how you retarget traffic from the website. Sure. Um, I think the the funnel that you hear everybody talking about is probably summed up best through what we do on social media. Um, So there'll be kind of four steps to the funnel where uh, at the very top, the widest point of the funnel, you're looking at awareness. This is the the first time people ever uh, experience your brand. So whether that is um, ads you put out on social or, you know, potentially paid search to get people onto your website, this is a very top level of, you know, this person's never heard of stickergiant.com and they've just typed custom stickers into Google and they've landed on the website. So that's that's awareness um, and it's, yeah, getting your name out there. But very rarely will people nowadays kind of make a purchase um, 
right away on the first time they visit a brand. Um, this is especially true depending on the value of your product. You know, if your product is, you know, in into the hundreds of dollars potentially, you know, it's not a quick snap purchase. People are often going to consider that over and over again. So they're going to come to your website and do some research. And then that's where the retargeting comes in. So when people land on the website, we're able to um, place a cookie on their, on their browser. So all that is doing is just saying, you know, this user was on your website within the last uh, 30 days, for example. Um, so then the next step of the funnel down, you're, you're looking at um, consideration, which is uh, a further step of education to the customers. So we want to re-engage with them, tell them a little bit more about our brand story. Um, we'll frequently use videos on social media and stuff like that. So we'll shoot videos around our quick turnaround time to you know, kind of explain that in a little more detail or um, a kiss cut versus die cut stickers explaining more about our products and things like that. So we're, we're serving these people videos, um, you know, typically on social media because it's where, you know, people spend a lot of time and, and video format is uh, very prevalent there. It's probably the most effective on social media. Um, so again, you know, we're trying to just educate them a little bit further, teach them a little bit more about us um, and kind of move them down that funnel. Uh, to follow that up, you know, the, the next step of the funnel is conversion, where you're actually trying to get people to finally make that purchase. Um, again, this can be very similar to um, the consideration level where you're showing people videos, you're reminding them of your brand. Um, this can even be as much as, you know, somebody got to your cart and then just didn't check out. Um, how many times have people gone on a website, added a bunch of stuff to your shopping cart, and then you either get distracted or you move on, you do something else. And I have two open is... right now. <laughs> yeah, I bet everybody sat around this table and quite a few people listening probably have shopping carts on websites full of stuff that they haven't yet bought. Um, so, you know, those people are the kind of people that you want to reach back out to. And often, like I said, people just they get distracted. It's not they don't want to buy, that just something else comes up. It's life. People are busy all the time. Right. Um, so yeah, at that point, you know, we're really trying to, you know, convert people, get them over that final step, whether they're putting in a quote or or actually making a purchase from us. And for stuff like conversion campaigns, we'll typically use coupons and things like that, you know, like a little extra incentive to be like, oh, you're almost over the line, you know, here's a 15% off, you know, give them a reason to kind of finish their their order. Um, and then the final sort of section of the funnel is um, retention, which is retaining those customers that have already purchased in the past. Um, Megan, I mean, you can speak to it running our email campaigns. That's our primary point of uh, reaching back out to our customers after they made a purchase. Yeah, we love our customers. And one of the ways that we really like to stay engaged with all of our customers is to send out emails. and opt in, opt out for sure, but those of our customers that have said that they want to hear from us, we want to talk to them. So not only do we send out coupons on a regular basis for different products and sometimes really good ones for maybe all of our products, we also give little insights as to what we're up to here at Sticker Giant, maybe a reminder that our podcast is out there and just different ways to keep people engaged and let them know what we're up to because we care about them and we hope that they might want to hear from us along the way. I think, I think we should also thank our listeners who might have clicked an email link and are listening to this right now. Yeah. Is, there's a yep. good chance you're yeah, listening to this from thank the email. It's a very good point. Thank you to everyone who loves our emails and clicks on them. Uh, that's why we keep sending them. Yeah, and I think uh, – 
you know, talking about emails versus uh, the ads that Hamish is running, it's it's always good to figure out what your customers want in what medium. Um, we found out years ago that you all are customers in general for Sticker Giant. They want deals through emails. They don't want the pretty pictures of stickers. They'd rather go to Instagram hey. and see what <laughs> <laughs> see what Andrew's posting on on Instagram today. Know, what sticker stories there? So we we've tried to refine and kind of listen to the feedback we get for where we should be putting things, frequency, that sort of thing. We we don't want to be intrusive, but we will also want to make sure people who are about to order have a deal in their hand if they want it, um, which is a big part of the retargeting, bringing pa- people back in. Also, I wanted to point out retention. Um, it's, of course, getting back in front of your current customers. Um, we recently had a comment on our social media of someone saying that we were wasting our money because they just placed an order within you know the last 30 days. Um, but it, it goes back to... Uh, You'll be back. It, well, <laughs> it goes back to when I was in, in school and, and you're thinking, why does McDonald's still advertise? They're everywhere. Why would they still do it? And it's it's to remind consumers that you're still here and you're still good. Because I want a Coke right now. Yeah, you're still the co- <laughs> you're still the company to go if 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 you want an unhealthy snack. But um, <laughs> they, they're they're constantly getting the the arches back in front of people's uh, you know view in their face. So it's important as a brand, even if you think you've closed the sale, to keep getting your brand in front of them, reminding them that you're the place to go if they do need a sticker or label order again in the future. And sometimes they buy something, die-cut sticker in our example, and they suddenly launch a new product and they might need a matte label. So they, they might not realize we offer that other product. Our fifth step in our proven process for marketing here at Sticker Giant is engagement. And there's a lot of different ways we do this. I like to call them delight moments is how we outline them on our customer journey map. And it's really making the customer experience above and beyond what you would expect. The first thing that we do, the first touch point, is social engagement. So once someone places an order with us, we go online, try to find them on social media. We'll follow them if we can. If we can't, we try to engage in some of their content just so they know that we're basically making a touch point with them initially as that order is just starting to go through the shop. Then there's a lot of stuff that kind of happens in shipping and in back production. That Andrew, why don't you actually tell us a little bit more about some of those things? Yeah, our shipping department has a very cool program in place where um, they're able to give um, cool stickers that we print to our customers. Um, there's our monthly sticker sheet, which is always themed. There's extra Sticker Giant logo stickers. There's our social media stickers as well. We put in a cookbook of our of our team, which is a big part of showing our company. Um, and we really get to showcase our employees because that's a big part of who we are and why we're a great small business and growing for that matter, just like our customers. Um, depending on the size of the order, there's usually some extra stickers in there, which is really fun uh, because depending on how the roll times are, rolls out, they can throw some extras in there, which people love to see. Uh, and people love getting their boxes. That's always really important to them. Um, they love seeing their boxes. We do the shipping cam that we take a picture of, uh, Sam, the shipping cam. She takes a picture of the stickers as they're in process and route. People get psyched about that. That's one of those fun little touch points. And then when they get that box, they, they get it, they unwrap it, they take a picture, they tag us, and, and we really get that from them ordering to them getting the box. We get this beautiful sort of linear process 
um, for our content and also our touch points with our customers to make them happy all along the way. So that's a lot of fun for our shipping team and they get a lot of love for that. And they do actually then put a sticker that's a heart that says packaged with love, which is a fun um, thing to have on your doorstep when it shows up, that's for sure. So um, that's just a few of the things uh, that we do with regard to how we can um, engage with our customers. Yeah, it's and the, just making their order, of course. The, the important part of that is really encouraging the engagement, which we do with the stickers and trying to make it a fun experience where people do want to share that out with the world. And when they do, um, another thing we do when we get referrals, whether they're mentioned in a how'd you hear about us or if they tag us on social media saying just got my order from Sticker Giant and share that with their follower base, we send a gift box. So we'll send a little thank you handwritten card to that person with a pint glass and some candy um, because we appreciate it. Anytime someone shouts you out online, that's a potentially a huge referral, not just telling your friend. That can go to a lot of people. So getting our name out in front of um, a bunch of people online or on social like that <clears throat> is something that we want to celebrate and thank people for. We also guarantee satisfaction. So part of that is making sure any remakes we've had to do for whatever reason comes up in the production process we send a handwritten note um, apologizing for our mistake and also just thanking them for sticking with us while we work through this. And then we give them a coupon for coming back the next time. So there's a lot of things that we do. Andrew highlighted some of the most important ones, but engaging with your customers is very key. However you think to do that, however it would fit in your business, we really encourage it because it can bring a lot of a lot of value back to your, your company or business. Um, in saying that, that really kind of rounds out our five processes um, as a marketing department here at Sticker Giant. We appreciate you all listening, and we do want to just state that this is just uh, touching the surface of how much we could get into these subjects. Each of us here individually could talk probably for hours about each of the steps and the things within the steps that we do day to day to make Sticker Giant tick. Uh, quickly, before we, we uh, finish this podcast, I want to go around the table here, just share last insights, thoughts for you all from the team, and we will start with Andrew. Yeah, all those things you just mentioned, that's, that's sophisticated, that's complex. All of us have talked about so many different things, and I can't imagine any small business owner being able to tackle all those things at once. It's hard. Uh, it's also fun. It's really rewarding. But to be able to follow every customer, send a handwritten note, optimize the pay-per-click, make sure that the website has the right video in the right place. All those things come together with a team, and we're very fortunate. And whenever I talk about Sticker Giant when I'm not here, um, I try to emphasize that because we're very fortunate. And I've worked as a freelancer by myself in dark rooms, and it's just not as much fun, and it's not as productive or efficient. So we're very lucky. And also, hopefully, if you are a small business owner and you're listening, there's some actionable tips in there. Um, you have to rewind a little bit to listen to Hamish and Megan. Um, there's some really good insight there on how to really drill down and be as efficient as possible because you do have to be pretty nimble when you're a small business owner, that's for sure. Yeah, and just to reiterate what Jesse said, you know, you can reach us on our social media or via email. Um, we just scratched the surface of a, a lot of quite technical topics there, so we'd be happy to answer any more questions as they relate to um, your business. So thank you for listening, and uh, do get in touch if you have any questions. And if you did hear any tips that you want to take on and give a try, don't be afraid to start with any of the small ones if you're feeling a little overwhelmed after listening to the whole podcast. Like Hamish and Andrew said, lots of things were said and you might be hearing a lot of great ideas that you want to jump into. Take one, try it, see how it goes, and just give it a try. That's the best place to start. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Andrew Hamish, Megan, for having this conversation with me. It's been a lot of fun. And um, for all of you out there listening, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope this was helpful and that you got some insights and takeaways for your business out of it. Again, like Hamish said, if you have questions, reach out to us. We're at Sticker Giant. Twitter's a great place to have a conversation. Facebook, Instagram, reach out to us. If you'd prefer email, marketing at StickerGiant.com is a direct way to get in touch. Um, And if you don't have questions, um, thank you for listening either way. And um, we will see you all for the next podcast where we'll be sitting down with some more customers of ours. And remember, every sticker has a story. What's yours? (laughs) 